When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Record Celtic Podcast. My name is Daniel Cole. I am joined by two of the record's brightest and best, Craig Swan and Graham Young. Guys, how are you? Morning, hey. Daniel. All good. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed International Week. Nice change of pace from usual. Yeah, it's been good. Um, there's a lot of interest around Scotland at the moment. Obviously, we've got the big tournament coming up in the summer, so nice day. Champions was always going to be a tricky start with a couple of games that they had, but um, yeah, it's good. I like getting, in, like, like getting into Scotland. It's good. Yeah. Um, we're obviously, uh, International Week is here, but that hasn't stopped plenty uh, of speculation and rumours about the Celtic job. I think that's probably the best place to start. Over the last week or so, we've had Eddie Howe, Roy Keane, even yesterday, Terry Henry, now Lucien Favre. Graham, who's who's next? Who's going to be the next name out the out the list? I don't know. There's hard, isn't it? I think we're getting through the list now anyway. I think there's an interesting point with the Roy Keane. Some of the stuff we published today, and I think it maybe it's easy to forget how many times Roy Keane's kind of in the uh, a front runner for this job, and I think something that's probably worth noting with Roy Keane is the fact is I think Celtic fans are keen on Roy Keane the person and the guy, but maybe just not for this job. There's obviously people um, excited about the name value and what he brings, and he's the best pundit in town, uh, or well, second best behind Chris Sutton, obviously. But uh, in terms of the English football, uh, it's Roy Keane probably for that. Uh, but I think now his name comes back in the mix. There's excitement with all the other candidates as well. Um, I definitely feels that something's building or something's brewing maybe in the next couple of weeks or Celtic. I loved the uh, Craig. I loved the the story we had in the record, obviously a couple of days ago. But Ali McCoy admitting he tried to give Keane a bit of a grilling. I wish I could have been a fly in the wall for that. Yeah, I mean you're going to get things like this all the way through. I mean you listed off various names there. I think you could probably add another. 10 or 12 that'll probably come before there's an appointment made and I think you could probably imagine that you could add another 50 or 60 in terms of who Celtic are talking to Celtic are not going to leave any stone unturned in this situation this is an appointment that the club are fully aware that they have to get correct there's an awful lot at stake there's always an awful lot at stake but obviously with the the changing of the, the European situation and the the automatic Champions League riches from winning the league next season brings, which Dermot Desmond is, is obviously is obviously aware of, judging by Martin O'Neill's comments, everyone's aware of it. Um it's an appointment they have to get right and I think that there will there will be so many people that'll be under investigation, under scrutiny, checks being made. I don't necessarily understand. I do get some of the chat about, you know, getting a manager in as soon as possible and people are then looking at what happened to Aberdeen and how they've made them. But I mean, the Aberdeen situation, maybe the pieces just fitted. Maybe they always wanted to get Stephen Glass and it was possible for them just to go get him. Mm-hmm. Celtic, 
you know, everyone says the qualifiers, the qualifiers, Celtic are back for qualifiers. Yes, the qualifiers are important. Of course they're important. Normally an idiot would say they're not important. But this is a long-term, you know, project. Celtic, it's going to be a reboot. And it's, they've got to get the right man in. And I think rushing somebody in the door just to have a man in time for qualifiers. You know, transfer window, for example, closes at the end of August. You could have somebody in in mid-July, end of July. You know, it's if, 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 if they think the right candidate is out there and they have to wait for him, I think most Celtic supporters in the cold light of day would probably prefer that the club waited and got the right man rather than just getting somebody in just now. If their ideal candidate was available, great. But we don't know who that is. We're all trying to find out, but we don't know. As for things like Terry on remaking comments and things like that, everybody's going to make comments. If you're, if, if you're asked about the job, you're going to say nice things. No, no football coach is going to rule himself out of a job. Nah, of course, nah. you know you, you don't you don't hear a horse race trainer be interviewed before a race and they ask how his horse is going to go and he says it's absolutely useless it can't win. <laughs> well, no one's going to say that. Everyone's going to say Celtic are a great club and all. Oh yeah, I would love to do that. But, you know that's going to happen. That doesn't automatically mean they're going to become the Celtic manager. It's going to happen. All, it's happened an awful lot already. It's going to happen an awful lot more. People will talk people up for the job. Their name will become popular for a couple of days. I've said it once on this podcast, I'll say it again. Only Dermot Desmond and probably Peter Lawyer will really know what's going on. And unless you're in their heads, it's going to be a real struggle to find out what they're planning. It's funny uh, you mentioned horse racing there, because some of um, Graham's Cheltenham best last week, they were, they were absolute stonkers, weren't they, Graham? They were, they were brilliant. But I got them from Swanee, they were dripped down. He's <laughs> <laughs> the original source. Um, didn't get the right ones, Youngie, didn't get the right ones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what do you think Graham about that do you think um, we've obviously got a piece in the record today Charlie Nicholas is talking about Dermot Desmond because he lost interest Celtic are wasting time um, but as Craig says you know you know, but we're in March you know how, how do you see it I think Swanee nailed it there the bit about this need to be um, moving quickly as well because you know that's that's doesn't matter how fast you go, it's about getting the right the right candidate as well. And I think with Dermot Desmond, it's, it's easy to knock him as well in terms of like AGM. He does if he's not attending, things aren't going right in the pitch. And I think that kind of came a perfect storm with the results in the pitch and the AGM there before Christmas. But any you need the comments from managers like Rogers and Neil. Uh, they talk about a man who's passionate about Celtic, encyclopedic knowledge, knows the club inside out uh, very much. And I think. Smarten might be the right word in terms of where Rangers are just, just won the earliest title um, Scottish football history so he'll be wanting to make a real statement here and I think when Swanee's been there about the candidates that's kind of he said the scene perfectly in terms of there's multiple layers to this there's types of candidates that fired this morning type themselves I think that's um, a type of candidate he's an older head but he's quite a modern way of playing you've got Guys like Howe, who'd maybe the big project, they come through all different shapes and sizes. Keen's box office to be something at a point to prove. So that all has to be weighed up as well. Uh, the, the, they don't fit the same profile. So there's there's multiple decisions to be made. And I think it's easy to knock Dermot Desmond, uh, especially right now, the way the, the, the way this season's gone. Uh, but I think that'd be a bit, bit foolish. And I think Celtic would get uh, maybe as a club. A chance to kind of right some wrongs a bit between their teeth ahead in next season. Okay. So what it's worth, I, I, agree, I agree with you both in terms of. Um, I think he gets a bit of a hard time. You know, the, the money's put in Celtic over the years, even in the last couple of years. I mean, it's not as if. I mean, okay, you can debate a few a lot of the recruitment, but I mean, Yeti was five million. 
um, you know, the, the, the pay big money for to bring even in wages people like El Yunusi, Laxal, um, Barcas, aye, aye, Barcas five million, uh, three, you know, three million pounds, Greg Taylor. It's not like they've scrimped, you know, they've, you know, they have, they have paid, they've paid money. I, I feel like it's a bit harsh and on Dermot Desmond, some of the stuff he's taken at the minute. But the fact, Daniel, you have to understand as well that there was there was money there was there was money available that could have been taken for some of the major players. Aye, aye, that's true. Aye. And Celtic were well aware of the fact and they knew it was a gamble. They knew it, it was a gamble and that the, the contracts would end up going into their final years with guys like Odson Edward and Christopher Ireland that were not going to command the same fees. So technically they gave away a good few million there as well right. because they knew the transfer fees were going to come down. Now, you can say that was... That was they shouldn't have been blinded so much by ten in a row. But you tell me one Celtic supporter who wasn't desperate for that. Well, of course, I didn't agree with the fact that Odds and Edward must be kept and Christopher Iyer must be kept, and there's no way they can be sold. You can't, you can't then criticise when that when when that now when that comes to pass and those guys start to lose value and they didn't perform this year. I don't suppose the Celtic hierarchy was supposed to know that. Well then. <laughs> And just, just to just to kind of round up on the managerial talk, I'm going to put you both in the spot here a wee bit. Of all the names mentioned, uh, who do you think kind of suits it best? I mean, Eddie Howe is the favourite amongst the the, uh, the bookies at the minute. But who would you, who do you guys think kind of suits the role the most? I think Sean Dyche out of the names that's been mentioned. Oh, that's a, that's a, that's a good shot. Well, he's not been as mentioned as much. I think it was my runners and riders that first put him there. But Scott Parker, uh, all the managers, I just think if you're going that young um, manager, like people made the point about Lampard and I think that rival to Gerard. I think Parker, and there was a report that he was keen in the Bournemouth job. Uh, I think he's had issues with film in the past. He keeps him up even if he doesn't. I think he's a proper switched on manager. They play great football. Uh, he's young. He speaks very well. That's, that, that would be my choice out of all the candidates. That's two. I've got. I'm not going to lie, lads. That's two names that I wasn't expecting, but two very interesting shouts. I feel. Um, moving on, I think since we last uh, did a record Celtic podcast, um, Scott Brown had officially signed a pre-contract with Aberdeen. Um, I think we should obviously mention how big. I, th- I mean, I think it's going to be a massive loss to Celtic. How are they going to replace him? Can they replace him? don't think it's possible to completely replace someone like that. In terms of character, you, you know, don't think Scott Brown will ever be replaced. Yeah. You know, everyone's a different character. Scott Brown is a certain character. It just made him unique around the place. Um, you will not hear... Well, see, you'll not hear... Of us. I certainly haven't heard, maybe someone said in the quiet, but I don't think I've any heard any teammate of Scott Brown's say anything other than complimentary things about him, how he helps him. You know, some of the stuff he did away from the, the football field, helping guys integrate into the club, anything that they needed, all of that kind of thing. So important around a, around a dressing room to have that, to have mm-hmm. a, a leader who's not just someone who shouts and screams or whatever on the pitch on a Saturday, but does other stuff away, you know, and there's a lot of guys like it in, in football. But Brown clearly was just brilliant at it at Celtic and helped so many guys settle into the club and, and perform at their abs- absolute best. Nothing lasts forever. Um, the, the fact that... I think the fact that there was such a debate amongst the Celtic supporters, whether he should stay or whether he should go, maybe makes it a good time to go 
because they always say never let it get to the stage where people are actually hounding you out the door because it, you're, you know, you're not performing or you're just so bad. You know, I think there's enough Celtic supporters think Scott Brown can still do a job for another year. It's probably the best time for him to go yeah. for his own sort of legacy, you know, because certainly watching the, the, the Celtic Rangers game a couple of weeks ago, you know, he was still as good as anyone on the pitch. So, he's still got it and maybe for, for him, this is the perfect time to go. To take you back to your original question, how do you replace him? Well, he's a different type of character, but I think Callum McGregor's going to be the one who's going to step in and he's been... He's worked under Scott Brown for the last six, seven years. He then was promoted up to vice-captain. He's commands a lot of respect within the dressing room for what everyone, for what we hear from everyone. He's well thought of. He barely misses a game. He leads by example in the terms he's always there. He's, you know, he's working hard. He's got good ability and he seems to have the respect of everyone and speaks well, as we've seen various times this season when results haven't gone Celtic's way and bad things have happened. He's kind of come out and Spoken very well and spoken honestly. Spoken like you would like it. You know, a future captain to speak like, you know, not hiding things, not dressing things up to be what they weren't, not saying performances were good when they weren't. He's been pretty honest. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think he's an ideal candidate. What will he will he be will he replace Scott Brown as in brackets replace? I don't think you can replace Scott Brown. But in terms of going forward, I think McGregor will do an excellent job. We know we know he's going, obviously, Graham, but were you surprised by his destination? Uh Probably initially for a split moment when the story broke, there's a, a huge story that um, I had. Uh, but then when you start to come to terms with it, it does make a lot of sense. It lets him stay Scottish football, build his own coaching career. Aberdeen, and like, Scott Brown, someone who's never shot the challenge. There's a real challenge there in the sense uh, I, I, Dave Cormack's uh, big plans for Aberdeen. He's wanting to build a bright future. And I think part of that's maybe... If, even if it's not splitting Celtic Rangers, it's about giving him a real challenge. Also lets him keep up. Um, he's great. And one last rivalry with Rangers going to another team there. And I think it's bigger than that. This is about his close relationship with Stephen Glass. And they probably looked at the dressing room. He played them enough times. A lot of guys like Lewis Ferguson, Ross McCoy, young, talented guys that he probably could have an effect on in that team. Um, and when you initially... Like I said, when you see it, it does catch you by surprise. But the more you think about it, I do think it makes sense. It's quite exciting. Uh, give Scottish football uh, one of its biggest names, another nation out West Celtic Rangers. And I know I think it's it's, it's got been. I think Celtic fans will find it strange to see in the red and everything that comes with it. But um, I know it's a pretty exciting move, both player and team. I think. But, uh, by the way, Daniel Celtic and Aberdeen are no strangers to meeting in cup competitions in recent years. But what price they play each other in the Scottish Cup now this season? It's a certainty. Wouldn't bet against that, no. <laughs> I'm just going to say on kind of cup competitions there. The Scott Brown strikes me as the type of character that I know he's obviously going there as a coaching role as well as a playing role, and this, this you would imagine is the start of a, a managerial career. However, I think he's I, I think he's going there to try and win trophies, to try and split the old firm. You know, I, I think that's what he's trying to do. I, I don't think he's going there just to be a coach. I think he's going there with a real drive to to, to make a mark on the pitch. So, yeah, listen, I I don't disagree with Scott Brown's drive and determination. I mean, I I think he would have to take a transit van with sixty million pound with him if he was going to split the old no, that, but, that's better. but you know, yes. I, I mean, listen. I, I, Derek McKenna said it often enough. Aberdeen's main 
chance of silverware every year was the cup competitions and, and the fact that, that Derek only managed to win one was the stick which was used to beat him by a lot of the Aberdeen fans in the end. Um, the fact that, you know, that obviously they had to come up against Brendan Rodgers' team when they got to two or three of the finals and that was unfortunate. But the fact he only won one was a source of great frustration at the Aberdeen fans. I'm sure Scott Brown will realise if, if him and Stephen Glass can get one on the board early, a League Cup or a Scottish Cup, I'll make a huge difference to them. And that's the, the way the landscape is in, in Scottish football. It's, it's, I wouldn't say impossible because you saw what happened with Leicester City and four, four or five years ago in England, but it's, it's virtually impossible for Aberdeen to win a title, I would say, with the strength of Rangers and Celtic financially. No, but no. certainly they can make a mark in the cup competitions. And I think if they did that, that would be seen as a successful route. Speaking of the cup competitions, um, obviously Celtic's uh, upcoming Scottish Cup tie is with uh, Falkirk um, this weekend and it brings back memories of their tie in 1997, uh, piecing today's record, obviously referring back to that. Um, it was Tommy Burns' last game in charge, I never realised it was actually his, his final game, um, the replay, uh, I think it was the semi-final. Yeah, yeah it was the semi-final. Uh, and they lost one now. And I'm just looking at the teams just now. The Falkirk team um, managed to see off the Celtic side that had Jackie Matamara, Alan Stubbs, Paolo Di Canio, uh, Andreas Tom, uh, George Cadetti. Um, was there any play as well, Daniel? Celtic had two bites at them. Aye, aye, there was one each. But obviously, this game will be a much, diff- much more different game. But how do you think the Scottish Cup will? Um, how, how, how big is it for Celtic now? Scott Bain has been in the record this week talking about how they're desperate to retain this last kind of leg of the treble. We all know that it could have a big impact on John Kennedy. All of a sudden, this is a, a huge game for Celtic. Massive. Uh, it's really, really big. And I think all the players have been rightfully saying that. I think what it does is next manager and everything that comes with it is what he's talking about the reboot. Um, it's a massive time for Celtic and fighting like Rangers but also this just lets it could just change the narrative slightly Celtic have been winning a lot of tro- like quadruple treble it's been an incredible run Rangers have obviously romped to this title but very quickly it could just address the balance readdress the balance again in Glasgow uh, and judging by I know it's one win for Kennedy but the game at Tannadice and the game against Rangers there was plenty of chances Celtic playing a type of football um, a more patient style I thought at times waiting for the chances to come um, I think they look capable of going in a run um, Falkirk have obviously had a decent season um, I think I think this is um, a massive turn to the players that are there and the coaching staff irrespective of what comes next OK so uh, talking about cup competitions obviously Celtic's next game is against Falkirk um, all of a sudden it takes on a massive um, significance in the season Scott Bain has been in the record this week talking about um, how they want to defend the last leg of the treble. We all know about how it could be significant for John Kennedy's future. Um, it's, it's a huge game for Celtic. Yeah, it's absolutely massive, Daniel. Uh, for Celtic, uh, obviously John Kennedy's, I think, I think you can see the, the impact that he's had. Um, obviously, it's not been wins, but especially the game at Canada's, the Day Rangers win the league, there was plenty of chances that there was a patient style of play with plenty of end product up to the goal in terms of uh, opportunities. The Rangers game, patience again, worked their way into the game, more chances. I think that's, you can see he's having an effect in terms of his, rec- his record is all about his coaching and 
whatever comes next for Kennedy and the players, a lot of them probably will leave. There's a reboot coming in the summer. Uh, but this is a chance to maybe readdress the balance slightly in Scotland or in Glasgow. Rangers have romped to this title. But Celtic be able to mount a kind of instant comeback if they were able to uh, make it five consecutive Scottish Cups. So it's absolutely huge. Falkirk obviously had a decent season in League One. By all accounts, they play a decent brand of football. It should be a good game. And I think it's uh, plenty on the line for Celtic as a club and the people involved in the players looking to maybe prove a point. I should have maybe, maybe I know I've gone round the, the house this year a wee bit, but if Celtic win the Scottish Cup, do you think there's any chance that Kennedy still gets the job, or is it is that is that looking really unlikely now? I would I would think it's very unlikely. I think we spoke about this. I think we mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, Daniel. I think that, that John's maybe just a, a victim of circumstance here. I don't think that I don't think that it's anything against him. Um, I don't think it's anything against his coaching skills or anything like that. But I think the Celtic supporters just want to see something fresh. And if John, even if he wins the Scottish Cup, I think if he was to be appointed long term, I'm not sure the fans would buy that because they just want to see something fresh. And I think I said it a couple of weeks ago, I don't think that's any reflection on John. I don't think it's a particular reflection on Celtic fans don't like John Kennedy. I don't think that's the case at all. You know, I think they they understand what he does and, and a lot of them quite like him but mm-hmm. no nah, I think it has to be a fresh start I don't think winning the Scottish Cup would I don't think that that would convince Celtic supporters that it would be the right thing for John Kennedy to be the to be the manager I probably agree with you as well I, I almost feel bad for him as you see he's, he's almost a, a victim of, of circumstance and, and just the way things have went but definitely a, a, still a really good coach in the making still a, a, a really young guy that game obviously it's a Saturday Half past seven kickoff, but I have an odd kickoff, but it should be a really good game. Um, right, guys, I think I've taken up far too much of your time already. Um, I really appreciate your time. Um, and uh, I have a good week. Hope you enjoy. Hopefully, we get a good result with Scotland midweek as well. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk to you both again soon. Thanks, Daniel. Good luck. Cheers, Daniel. Take care, mate. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Bye bye. Cheers.